Success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. Dwayne Johnson. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? Alright guys, welcome back. Today we're talking about the remarkable power of consistency. This is My Slight Edge Journey to Success by Michael Stowicki. I believe he pronounces his name Michal. He's a, he lives in Poland. Uh, but he, he makes a point in this book to say that we uh, often pay a ton of attention to those miraculous stories, right? The person that overcame some crazy adversity, cancer, lost an appendage, got in a car wreck, lost valuable members of their team or family members or something, right? Accidents. And then, despite all odds, became some massive success in in one area or another. And those people certainly deserve our time and attention. Uh, They're fun to listen to. They're inspiring stories. They're people worthy of, of support most often. But many of us relate more in our personal lives to someone like Michal here. He's a very typical person, right? Living in Poland, uh, had a very normal job, and his wife was working. And then over uh, a long journey of implementing certain steps in his life, he made small steps of progress each year towards some sort of financial and geographical freedom. And uh, so we'll get into this and I'll kind of kind of break down what this book talks about and how, how it's written. But in the end, his wife was able to quit her job. He was able to reduce his um, like corporate job down to just like a quarter time. So only working like 10 hours a week, uh, having a lot of remote freedom, making most of his money online, having a few employees, some of them family members, et cetera, just helping him build his empire. So let's jump into the book. But before we jump into that, I want to just ask you guys to go over to bronsonwilkes.com and sign up for the um, book club or email list and um, become a member there so that you can get updates on the books. I want to hear your feedback. I would like to include more of you in this podcast and uh, make it more of a collaborative community. So head over there, sign up. So in the book, he basically starts out by saying, you know, there's basically 10,000 average Joes for every single wild success story uh, that we frequently pay attention to, right? And he's not one of them. He doesn't have any dramatic, crazy stories. But what he did do is read a book called The Slide Edge, which he says no less than a hundred times in this book that he read The Slide Edge. (laughs) And that changed his life. And so when he read The Slide Edge, he started an annual report on that anniversary of the year he read that book. And the slight edge, I've never read it, but essentially it's like a roadmap. Take these, you know, categories of your life, your finances, your relationship, your spirituality, et cetera, and make some goals and then uh, update those goals every year. And and he writes out his what he calls slight edge report annually. And that's the majority of the book, actually, his slight edge reports. So the whole middle section of the book. It's not an exhilarating read, but um, I don't think the book was intended to be that way. It's intended to be, look, this is my 
year one, year two, year three, all the way up to, I think, year eight. And it kind of demonstrates his progress that he made by implementing small, simple steps into his life, right? So he says, I started writing my annual The Slight Edge Progress Reports in 2014. I began this practice for a few reasons, but the foremost was to lead by example. I experienced that the Slight Edge philosophy was indeed an answer for this average Joe's struggle with pursuing success. Slow and steady wins the race. Success is a few simple disciplines, do small things consistently, and success is unavoidable. On the other page here, he says, success is a process, not a destination. You must enjoy the process to at least a certain degree, or you will not achieve success. You may achieve a specific goal, but at what price? If you don't enjoy the process, you will be miserable for 99.99% of the time. You will get a quick pang of triumph at the end, and that will be your whole reward. So I just had a post on Instagram uh, maybe two days ago that essentially highlighted that point. Like you can find a path that stimulates you regularly and, and brings joy to your life and excitement. And the money may be a little bit irrelevant or whatever the reward is, or you can find a path that's really difficult that you really hate, but the end result is super rewarding. If the end result's not extremely big and rewarding, then that path is not for me. I mean, why struggle, right? The best of both worlds would be find a path that fulfills you and has some sort of end result that's amazing or potentially just checkpoints along the way that uh, are very rewarding, right? Um, So anyway, you don't want to live a life that's, as he says, 99% of the time, very unrewarding. So he gives his origin story, kind of gives you a bit of background on himself. Uh, I'm going to leave that for you to read, but you know, very typical person, good family. Um, his siblings seem to move in, live in different countries. Like he has family in Ireland. He lives in Poland. They speak multiple languages. Uh, one of his goals became to speak German and, and he uses that as an, as an example. He, he wanted to speak German just because his siblings speak three languages and he only had like a good handle on two and, Uh, but it wasn't joyful for him. It wasn't something he actually wanted. It was sort of a, like a goal out of peer pressure or something and, and quickly found out that that's not something that he could do over a long term, over the long term, nor was it something he truly wanted down deep. And so that was a goal that he started and eventually got rid of, um, as an example of you want these goals to be a part of your lifestyle that bring you joy that are things that you truly want. So even on the, you know, the bad days where it feels like more of a grind, you're still willing to put in the effort because you can remember that, oh yeah, I want to be in this place one day. So his first slight edge report starts in 2014. He says exactly two years ago, 10th of August, 2012, I read the slight edge by Jeff Olson. And that's what started this report off. And so he he talks about a variety of areas, right? The frustrations. A year ago, I was here. He has this chart that he talks about, like, this is the, you know, the exponential growth or decline of a person's life, depending on the decisions you make daily and accumulate those successes or failures, right? So your health will rapidly decline. Your finances will rapidly decline over time if you continue to make poor decisions versus, you know, invest your money and keep your brain and your body well and all these things and and things will exponentially get better for you 
broadly in life. So he kind of, he gives you a, a base place for where he was, was starting out. Like his finances were not in great shape. It sounds like he was, he was decent with his money. Like they were trying to, um, buy most things cash except for their house. And they're trying to pour the, pay their mortgage down a bit of a kind of a Dave Ramsey-esque lifestyle, not necessarily because he was, you know, a Ramsey follower, but just that that's sort of how they live their lives. And, um, it was difficult for them to save. They they could barely save any money each year, despite having two full time incomes from him and his wife. They had a small like one thousand square foot condo that they owned, and and that pretty much sucked the, all their money. <laughs> and so he wanted, of course, to creep out of this hole because any emergency expense would kind of ruin them. And so he, that's where he's starting. He he knew that he wanted to be a writer. And he wasn't all that clear on what his end goals were or whatever, but he knew that writers write. So he started setting goals about like, you know, I'll write a thousand words a day, started some blogs, eventually wrote a book, wrote more books. Anyway, he started getting traction in those areas. And eventually, I mean, by, I think this is his 14th book. And in the end of the book, he, he mentions that he's now written 18 books. So he knew he wanted to be a writer. He started writing and, and that has accumulated into some success. None of his books are like huge hits. None of them are known globally, but because he found ways to advertise them in like Amazon and things like that, he has had a couple of bestsellers in their categories. And um, so he's become successful in that way, but not in the exact way that you would think an author would be successful. So I'm actually going to jump to some things that he says in 2017. So this is, you know, a few years into his journey. He says the fundament of those successes wasn't goal setting. It was merely showing up. The same happened with my speed reading practice. I broke down an intensive two hour a day program into 10 minute practices. In less than two years, I was done with it. I ran out of material and techniques to practice. So I decided to maintain speed reading practice by reading as fast as possible for 10 minutes a day. I haven't done anything more for 20 months or so. A few months ago, I decided to check my speed reading on a paperback. I took Robin Cook's medical thriller and checked my reading speed. It was over 220% of my starting reading speed. I almost finished that book and my results were always in the 200 to 280% range. So I felt like I was making no progress while in fact I progressed. The progress was so slow that I didn't notice it. So, Again, small daily practices. He only did 10 minutes a day. But you can see that like two years, two years is going to come and go no matter what, right? So if you just take 10 minutes a day for two years, you know, you might not notice a whole lot of progress. But just like him, he didn't notice the progress until he checked his speed and he was far faster. And that is a perfect example of what daily habits will do for your life right? So many people say, oh, I wish I would have learned the piano. I'm like, you're only 55. Start practicing daily. You'll ha- you still have a lot of years to enjoy your piano, right? Uh, anything. You, you can start today and learn anything. And over the years, you'll accumulate an, an incredible amount of success. Okay. So I'm actually going to skip again all the way to 2019. This is a seventh year report. And so He's been making slow progress. He's been selling books on Amazon. He learned how to do ads and actually run those ads for other authors and what he calls resurrect books. So people that published a book made a few sales and their sales have died out. 
they can come to him and he has this strategy to help like with the advertising to resurrect these books and get sales again. And so that area of his business actually took off and he started making pretty good money to the point where his wife was able to quit her job. He was down to like half time uh, at work. He was making more money on his side hustle than at work. And uh, he had a lot of freedom at that point. And so he actually, in the middle of the day, had to go somewhere with his wife. They end up taking a side journey. And this is kind of how it went. He says, palace trip. One day in May, it was Tuesday, I drove with my wife to a palace 30 miles away to scrap her old car. In the same location, there was a palace complex from the 18th century. So we went sightseeing. We approached the palace around noon. A couple of school trips were just finishing their tour. The palace was amazing. It screamed prosperity. Nope, it screamed luxury. In the middle of our tour, I realized we were the only guests in the palace. After visiting the palace complex, we went for a walk in the palace park. In the early Tuesday afternoon, we were the only people there. Then the realization hit me. I had made it. When I started my transformation in 2012, one of my prime motivations was to get rid of the shackles of the corporate world. As a cog in the corporate machine, I wasn't a master of my own time nor my destiny. Every single workday, nine to five, I had been away from my family. Every day, I had been doing things I had no great interest in. I was living to make a living, right? Kind of hit him like he just had this side journey where him and his wife got to go spend a day having fun as tourists together, um, you know, building up their relationships, spending quality time together, doing things that are fun and entertaining in the middle of a day that for most people is a work day. And for him, just a couple years earlier was a normal nine to five work day. And here he is making it because of these simple habits that he's implemented daily. Now his habits have kind of changed year to year just slightly, but some of them haven't, right? I mentioned the 1,000 words a day as a writer. Sometimes he had to change those goals to 600 a day because his advertising was taking more time. Or he hadn't been able to reduce the amount of time at his corporate job yet. And so he was like overwhelmed with too many tasks. Or he, you know, was relying upon somebody to help him with a certain aspect of his business and he had to take that over. And so he would have to adjust these habits. But some of the things he did was post in his like groups that he was on and social media. He's a big fan of Quora, which is a platform where people can ask and answer questions. And so he has like millions of comments and likes and things on his Quora responses. He uses those Quora responses to write his books. So he'll go dig through his old responses, his questions, answers, things like that, pull the best content, create books out of it. Um, he spends time looking at his goals. He, he, he might implement like spirituality practices. So he implemented prayer practices, things like that. These are some of the simple things he's done, but you know, again, the power of consistency, doing those for eight years almost daily. So I'm now already near the end of the book, and here are some of the takeaways. He says, consistency. Consistency is so important in our lives. Brian Buffini, in one of his podcast episodes, concluded it's worth well over 100000 a year. He based that assessment on the experience of hundreds of his customers who quit coaching several years into the coaching program. They already knew what to do, but without the support and accountability of their coaches, they weren't as consistent in their work input. As a result, their businesses shrank more than 100000 a year. 
it's true in the finance and business realm, but it's also true in any other area of life. When I lost the support of my church community, I quickly turned into a mental mess. Humans are creatures of consistency. He's talking about during COVID when lockdowns prevented it. The great lockdown was so disastrous because it destroyed so many of our routines overnight. He jumps over to relationships are paramount. People are change agents like nothing else in the world. The more of a mess your life is, the more you need others. So his accountability partners, his uh, kind of mastermind inner circle groups he's joined have been massive parts of him knowing what he should be doing and holding him accountable to actually follow through with those steps that he's kind of dedicated himself to. Jim Rohn was so right. Work harder on yourself than you work on your job. He says, I work about 30 hours a week, but I work on myself for about the same amount of time. My morning ritual takes me one to two hours every day. Walks, bike rides, prayers, my 10-minute habits, meditation, journaling, and various tracking activities take me at least one to two hours more. Since I don't consider it work, I do all of the above on Sundays too, averaging three to four hours a day on personal development. I firmly believe this is the reason I can work fewer hours and make more money at the same time. Skipping over, he says, today I'm making a small fortune from the advertising business. Well, it's a fortune only by Polish standards. The average salary here is about 40% of the average salary in the States. Thus, my three to 4000 a month from resurrecting books easily puts me well above the Polish average. 85% of my income comes from my side hustle activities, not from my day job. 85% of my income is the result of self-education that happened during the last eight years. And this is just the beginning. Do small things every day when no one else is watching you. Do them for a long period of time to let them compound. Consistency is more important than results because it brings results in the end. Make your well-being and personal development a priority. Cultivate relationships. They are paramount. Now, this is his success blueprint. There is no such thing as a universal success blueprint. It definitely must be personalized for you. In fact, the personalization process is largely what makes it a success. I don't have your talents. You don't have mine. In order to succeed, you need to employ your own talents. This takes me back to a quote that I've had on my website for years by T.D. Jakes, but he basically says the same thing. Like if you don't find your own sort of niche, the things that are your gifts, your talents, your personalized touch on things, then basically you're trying to be generic and generic people just get used by other people, right? Generic people get used to achieve other people's goals. So when you apply your own personal touch, you may come off a little odd or unique, but your uniqueness is where your power lies. So next thing here, he says, make personal development a part of your own personal philosophy and your life. Keep going. Track and adjust when necessary. Does it sound overly simplistic? Your way to success at least at the level of daily actions, must be simple. Otherwise, you will quickly get overwhelmed, stumble, and give up. Or simply fail once, then twice, struggle for a while, and give up. Giving up is one thing you need to avoid at all costs. This success blueprint gives no guarantees you will succeed, but giving up is a 100% guarantee you will fail. You cannot win if you stop trying. Simplicity is your secret weapon. Remember, success is just a few simple disciplines repeated over time. Simplicity leads to sustainability. Success takes years to groom. I love those tips. I mean, that's basically what we're doing here, right? 
we throw out a podcast every week. I spend a certain amount of time reading every day or two. I don't even read every day, but I read consistently every week, right? And so I read these books. I put in my little bookmarkers. I highlight the good parts. And then I come here, I sit down and I do a podcast. And that the whole reason this podcast even started is because when you teach it, you kind of absorb it better, right? When you can teach something, you solidify it in your mind. So I kind of wanted a place where I could sort of journal my highlights, the things I wanted to retain and remember and talk about. I enjoy talking about this kind of stuff. And so the consistency has accumulated and here we are, we have, you know, thousands and thousands of downloads and uh, an audience and people coming to the website and all kinds of stuff. And it's it's just turning into something just because I consistently show up and do it. But if it's not simple enough, it's very, very difficult to be consistent because other people want your time. They demand time from your life. Other priorities pop up. And if it's, uh, you know, too time consuming or difficult or saps your energy, uh, it'll be very difficult to show up. Practice makes everything easier. However, practice comes first and easiness comes second. Start small. (laughs) Again, like I think from this book, Atomic Habits, he's talking about like, it's more important to sort of establish a routine in the beginning than to make a lot of progress, right? Because the progress will come from having that solid routine that is actually in the right direction. But if if you just come out of the gate super intense, uh, you're going to be, if you're, you know, you're not someone that exercises a lot and you want to start a business and all this stuff. And now from the end of December to January 1st, suddenly you're now going to go to the gym for two hours a day. You're going to spend two hours working on your, you know, business prospects. You're going to get to bed by X. You're going to wake up you know, six or five thirty in the morning, you know, and, and you're suddenly just going to change your revamp in your whole life. That's going to be a painful transformation. Some people can pull it off, but those are very rare situations. The better thing to do is to say, okay, for the next 90 days, I'm going to start waking up at this time. I'm going to put on my running shoes and walk around the block. That doesn't take a whole lot of effort. It is something it's small. Even though your goal is to run a marathon, walking around the block and doing that, you know, sort of establishes this thing where it's like every day my alarm clock goes off. I wake up, I put on my shoes and I go. Soon you're going farther, soon you're running harder, soon you're right. And eventually two years down the road, you wake up every morning, you put on your running shoes and you go run 10 miles, right? Uh, And you can do it quickly. So that's the process. Simplicity is key. Beware of chasing shiny objects. The disciplines you decide on must be relevant to your goals, but they also need to be congruent with your lifestyle or personality. Eventually, they will become congruent with the kind of lifestyle and character you want to achieve. Here's his little list of how to get clear on, on your goals. He says, let's get clear on A, what you want to do, B, what can you do, and C, what you're willing to do. If the answers of all three questions are not congruent, then you will always struggle. So I think this is important. So I'll list them again. What do you want to do? What can you do? And what are you willing to do? You need to be able to say, I need to do, I want to do this. 
I can do this and I'm willing to put in this effort every day for the next 10 years. And if that's true for all three of those, you'll have a good chance of success. If it's not true for all three of those, he's saying you're going to struggle. You're going to have a hard time fighting with yourself every day on, on whether or not you're going to show up and do what you said you were going to do. People often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily, Zig Ziglar. <laughs> so um, you hear a lot of people talking about, you know, motivation is temporary and you can't rely on motivation to make yourself get up and go do your thing you're supposed to do every day. But motivation sure as hell helps, right? So why not foster it? Why not build it? He says, fuel your motivation every day. Design your own motivational disciplines. Look at your vision board. Read your goals. Track your daily disciplines. The motivational boost from tracking is crazy huge compared to the insignificance of your daily actions. Why should you be so obsessive with your motivation? It will give you energy to push through the obstacles. It's so much better to be moving somewhere when you're motivated than to just know that that's something that you said you were going to grind out, right? So don't don't underestimate the, the motivation part. This one shouldn't be a surprise. Results come from consistency, not the other way around. So get started, start small, start working, build it, tweak it, change it, work on it for a decade. You'll see the results. Now, just to kind of uh, reiterate here, I, I, I said in the beginning that the middle of the book is not all that thrilling, but I just want you to know that he says, like, I published it, this book to inspire you to take small, consistent daily actions in your life, right? This is literally his annual report. Some of it, you're going, okay, whatever. But he's showing you that year one, I was in this position in these categories. Year two, it moved to this. Year three, I had a setback. Year four, I did, you know, and over eight years, he changed his life and he's inspiring others to do it. And I think he did a good job of that inspirational thing, right? It made, it made me look at my life. And I'm like, look, I didn't, I didn't lose an appendage and have to overcome cancer and then become a multimillionaire overnight. Like I'm a normal dude with four kids and a great family and all this stuff. And my family's always been my priority. So business kind of comes second and, and um, I'm just working on, on these daily habits and hoping that, you know, over time they accumulate into this uh, really great platform for me and all the listeners that, that care to join. He talks about a bunch of failures that happened uh, along the way and that, that, you know, that can get people so discouraged that they leave the game, but he, he, he didn't. He says, all those endeavors failed miserably. My fourth attempt resulted in publishing a book on Amazon. It's hard to call it a success. A few hundred people downloaded it for free. And in the first month, I sold 31 copies. That was my clue. People were willing to pay for something I had written. With a renewed enthusiasm, I continued my become a writer quest for the next several miserable months. You need to start to collect those little clues along the way. You cannot see them from your starting point. So he found a little clue, right? He made a few bucks off Amazon from selling a book he had written and he went, oh, like, so like most people go like, oh, big whoop, you made a few bucks. But to him, he was like, I just made money off something I created. And if I can do this once, I can do it again and again. Maybe I can do it better. Maybe I can do it bigger. And that's, uh, that's how a lot of successful people are. Like Steve Harvey has a um, story where I don't remember exactly how it happened. He got like lost a bet or something. He had to go 
do a stand-up com- comedy. That was like the thing. And he won. And he won $50. And he loved doing it so much and got paid for it that he was like 50 bucks. He essentially gave up everything in his life to go pursue that. And he got such a kick out of holding an audience in his hand and doing that whole thing that uh, he had to live in his car. He was homeless for some time, but he started gaining momentum, getting better, getting some notoriety. And of course, Steve Harvey's doing great. And he's been the host of many shows and, and various things that, you know, make him millions and millions of dollars and him, he and his family get to enjoy a different lifestyle because he pursued it. But that $50 is what was his clue. He went, oh my gosh, I can get paid by this. And here's what Michael does too. He, he sold that book and went, oh my gosh, somebody's going to pay me for this. I can do it again. He says, you cannot drift to the top of the mountain. It must be your purposeful pursuit. It's okay to take a decade or three to become who you want to become. We live for decades. <laughs> he says, just keep going no matter what. The only thing you cannot afford to do is quit, right? Just keep, keep going. And that is actually the last section I want to share with you is keep going. He says, okay, you're half done because you started. Well, now comes the second half, doing your daily disciplines with ironclad consistency. I get it. It's tricky. Only about 8% of people keep their New Year's resolutions. Success in general is not common because consistency is so rare among human beings. But for him, he kept rolling. He set himself free. He's got this online business. He's got geography freedom. His wife was able to quit. He gets to live this life with his wife and his kids where he's in control. He makes more money than he ever has. And he's doing it all with a 30-hour work week on his timeline with his products and his services. And he's got a few people working for him. So now he's making money from others. And and uh, he's he's done it through this remarkable power of consistency. So kind of a neat book, a neat story. Um, uh, I think Michael would, of course, appreciate your support. He has a website, he's got tons of books, and he's continuing to work on this whole program. So uh, if you have a book and you need help resurrecting it, that's one of his main niches. But um, seems like an interesting guy, very cool guy. And I've been in communication with him on uh, Facebook. Maybe one time we'll have him on the podcast. So, uh, Michael, I appreciate the book, the recommendation. I wish you the best. If you guys want the book, I will put it in the show notes. I appreciate you all listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.